There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's a show you'd endorse. Pages singing, of course. And Mikey loves a woman with teeth like a horse. And Todd's getting winky blinky because RTBS. Hey! Simply irresistible. This podcast is irresistible. Damn, girl. You podcast with that ass. Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Two bourbon Mikey. Oh, great. And I'm one Alani deep, Todd. I'm half a pineapple Fanta deep. <laughs> Hell yeah. I do love it's 830 right. and I'm chugging an energy drink. You're not going to sleep for days. <laughs> I don't have time to sleep. So here it is. But this week, Mikey made us watch the, the map, map of tiny, of tiny little per- perfect per- Little things? pieces of shit. It's something like that, Paige. Yeah. So Mikey, you picked this movie. So why did you uh-huh. pick it? And why do you want to make me cry as much as I did during this movie. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> okay, the end so is very crying. Yes. I halfway watched this when it came <laughs> out. Like I was doing other things. Basically what I remembered was, hey, it's a time loop movie and I'm in time loop movies right now. I'm in a time loop movie kind of time loop movies on my mind. Anyway, I wish you had been stuck in a time loop to learn to sing. I don't think you can teach talent. <laughs> can you? You cannot teach talent. You're right. So I paid attention for real this time because I remember being like, oh, that was neat or whatever. And then I really paid attention this time. So I also cried, which I was not prepared to do. But then I found it a bit refreshing in that I think this is the only time. Tra- this is such a bizarre conversation. I think this is the only optimistic time travel loop movie we have done where the kids don't just immediately become total assholes and they're kind and may I don't know. I felt more of an optimism from it than I was expecting where like there was no like how many like they didn't get super angry and I like the main character. I related to him as a teenager a lot. I thought it was like a real sweet movie. Paige, you want to take this one? But it was kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, that's where I'm at because like the the exact reason you're like this is refreshing. I'm like it made it boring because like I don't know how someone could make a time loop movie and do nothing fun for like, you're in a time loop, man. 
Like, and I don't think that has to be pessimistic. I think that's kind of where like, like, but that's the one part I liked about Palm Springs is when they're just doing crazy doing fun shit. shit. Yeah. They went full on. Let's look for like the beautiful tiny moments that no one else sees every day. Yeah. Which, on the spectrum of time loop movies, it's very far to the left. Yeah. But to Paige's point and also the jerk off motion that she just made with her hand that no one yes. else could see. Yes, we will call you out on that. I do think I need to comment on it because Mikey lost his mind laughing. So I have to like, you know, say what happened. But I think this movie does what Palm Springs didn't do well. This movie does well. And what Palm yes. Springs does well, this movie doesn't do well. I agree. We need a mix. I do think we need a mix. But I think that that's just like my preference in movies i like movies that are funny and romantic and this one isn't really i would say it's sort of romantic there are romantic elements to it it definitely is a romance movie but this is like a really dark movie about overcoming grief and if you only had one day left with someone would you repeat that day over and over and over forever like shit that's a hard question to ask it asks some interesting questions yeah that that is but we don't get even the bare inkling of that question until the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And this movie is only an hour and a half long, but somehow felt like five and a half hours because an hour plus of it is spent watching people be like, well, what if we stopped people from getting pooped on by a pigeon? And also this van drove by and there were wings. And I'm like, blow shit up. Do <laughs> fucking anything. Something. Literally the wildest thing they do is almost take a plane to Japan together. I mean, he does go, but like, yeah, he doesn't even get there. Like, I don't know. Like, okay. Okay. I'm not gonna, I like the movie. So I'm going to go ahead and take a firm stance of, yeah, plant that flag, Mikey. They're children. And it was childly optimistic. Yes, I will say that this movie is way more innocent because it has the innocence of youth in it. Like, they're 17, 18 years yeah, old. And like, he's yeah. almost the opposite sure. of Andy Samberg in Palm Springs where he, he settles into the time loop in like a... I mean, kind of enjoying it, kind of like it's. A, I'm making the best of it. I go to the library every day and read a book, and I make people's lives better. I did yeah. like yeah. that aspect of it. I do like his drive. I like him, to be honest yeah, with he's, you. There's very charming. Yeah, I just think it was. I, I almost think it's a budgetary issue where I wonder if the story had them do some crazier stuff. But like the know. biggest budget thing they did was like drive a steamroller which could have been like more than a couple hundred bucks in the budget process yeah i mean it's probably more than that for insurance but like i think i thought it was uh, a constraint because they were teenagers that they that they had to keep it yeah you can't just like sleep around yeah, yeah that makes sense they did drink which i was i was surprised they did that at some point but drink a lot like often and with abandon. And I was like, it's weird that this movie has drawn the line where they're like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like, just, Yeah, it makes me course. wonder what the story said. You know what the story was or yeah. something? Like what the movie was or the book? Sorry. Yeah. Because yeah. it feels toned down. Like they're, they're very like warm and fuzzy. I think that's my problem with it. Because I, I don't have a problem with either of them as characters like the way that I did with Palm Springs. I do mm -hmm. like him. It fixes the problem where they're, they didn't meet until. Yeah. Yeah. It fixes the problem. And because they meet in the time loop and get to know each other, like it's kind of like they entered separately. So there's a lot of things from Palm Springs that, that, that this fixes for me. However, I hate that we had to sit through conservatively six and a half lectures on various types of string theory. And in the end, it was just supernatural bullshit anyway. Yeah. Like none of it mattered. <laughs> I fucking hated that. Uh, no, Paige. It's string theory. That's where their kiss happened. Are we okay? No. But I sobbed the whole fucking Same. pool scene this time. I thought time. it was stupid, but I I was crying the whole time. Yeah. Oh, abs and I do love the I do love the conversation of grief of like 
Yeah. Would you sit in that loss? I get that's great. It's it's the 80 minutes before that that I'm just like, throw it out. Uh, so it be OK. So I hate that we get lectured about all of it because this movie somehow doesn't explain time travel and over explains time travel, <laughs> which I didn't think was possible. But then it did it. It does. And both. Then yeah, it does. It does. both. It's wild. What the ironic thing is. He was right at the very beginning. Yes, it just was a thing. It was Groundhog Day. Okay, I love that they referenced Groundhog Day throughout the whole fucking film. Because they ripped it off completely? Yeah, I understand that. I mean, I I sort of feel like you have to give props to the original IP that you're stealing when making your movie or writing your book. At least you did it. Yeah. Yeah. But like in the beginning, he's like, I think I just need to like fall in love with a girl and kiss her. And then that's how I get out of the loop. And and that's exactly what it basically was. (laughs) Although I will say this. I love that we learn that it's actually not his story. Like he is just trapped in her loop. And I do feel like there are things that she has to do in order to get out of it too. Like the kiss is one of those things. Yes. But yes. there are a bunch of other things that help make up that 4D cube or whatever that then gets them out or whatever. It's it's crazy. <laughs> Paige is now making the jerk off motion again. And I agree with her. It is dumb. But I sobbed at the end of this movie. I did too. Yes. And I was like, it's on the map, Paige. <laughs> He's at the pool. He's at the pool at seven. I know. Now, granted that the pool at seven is a screenwriting problem because it has no causality for him just for her. But we'll get to it later. Well, I mean, but if it is her time loop and he's just caught in her time loop, that makes sense. Sure. But here's the thing. <laughs> Why is he stuck in it? I mean, there's a thousand. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, we're yeah, not going to yeah, be I'm not. I'm not. No, here, here's, here's yeah. the thing. There's such good that the last 20 minutes where they're wrapping everything up is good and interesting and fun. But how many times did we have to sit through boring shit that ends up being meaningless for the first 80 minutes of this movie where it's like we get through his first day where he's doing good things and he's kind of having his Bill Murray moment and you're kind of like, great. He meets her. She's kind of there. There's like a whole 20 minutes in the middle of the movie where he's like trying to find her. She doesn't want to hang out with him. But then they get into the map and they're like trying to find the cool things. And you're like, okay, this is kind of meh. Like it's kind of watered down, but at least it's something, you know, or whatever. And then they get to the point where they're like, he's like drawing the map every day for her. And I was like, okay, that's actually like because she realizes it has to he has to redraw it every morning. And some of those things I was like, Okay, all right. And then we like lose it for another 20 minutes yeah. because we get to a point where like the map is done. She's clearly not telling him something, but we don't know what it is. He's sad and misses her. He's going to try and tackle his family thing. And I s- paused to go to the bathroom and there was 40 minutes left of the movie. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> how wh- how could we have 40 more minutes? We have already watched two movies worth of actions, but it had only been 50 minutes. So, yeah, the pacing on this. And I don't know if it's truly the pacing because things happen. Like, I, did, I didn't think it was a super big pacing issue. I think it was a content issue. I think like, you're right. I, I enjoyed it. It was like the Sesame Street version of a time loop movie. I guess. And I think for me, that's where it got really boring in in sections of it. He's like, I learned to skateboard. <laughs> no, he didn't. He 1000 percent did not. No, he just he just steals that one girl's thunder. Like he's just a 30 year old being like, hello, fellow kids. Can I hop on a skateboard, too? Because conservatively, that man is my age. I was 100% waiting for him to like run the dump truck through a building or something. And I was like, 
oh, he's well, just a nice kid. He's a big dumb idiot. And he, and I like that about it. I, I like that about a main character for some reason, Todd. Yeah, well, Mikey, it's because you were this kid in high school, I guarantee you. Right. <laughs> Here's where I had a weird realization in this movie when they wreck the model home and they go in and destroy it because they're like, it resets tomorrow. And then I had a moment sitting there where I was like, every house resets tomorrow. You could have wrecked every house in this neighborhood. It doesn't fucking matter if it's a model home. Just pick one where it's not home. Wreck your own damn house. It doesn't fucking matter. It resets in the morning. Why did she wait to take him to this model home? It was stuff like that for me where they were definitely trying to like play it so they're not ever bad if that makes sense they're not doing anything questionable yeah no a hundred percent i just don't think that's human it's not exactly you don't think a 17 year old kid would be doing some real weird sexual shit if his day had no consequences oh god well okay i did think it was weird she like just friended him in the middle of their time loop i was like oh this hurts me well i i mean there's a part of me i was of two minds about it where like i was like 17 year old me would have like no, let's do this. Fuck it. It resets tomorrow. I can't get pregnant. Let's go. Like, like right? we're doing it. Right? Uh, but but then, then I thought about it and I was like, but this is the only person in your loop. If it goes south, now the only other person you have to talk to really, it, it like ruins it. So yeah. I kind of understood that she was like, let's not fucking wreck this because we don't know how to get out. And also she doesn't want to get out at that point in the movie. So yeah, she doesn't want to get out until like the day they get out again. They could have got together and been, I I think the only pacing issue for me is that the big reveal is the mom being sick and her grief or whatever. And they rarely talk during when she's working on that, which is fine. Yeah. I just wish these people would get together in the middle of the movie. We enjoy 20 minutes of them together at least. And then there's a conflict. I mean, we sort of do get that. They just don't kiss yet. Yeah, because it's watered down. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But here's the crazy thing about this movie, because as I was taking notes, because it did feel long to me, even though I knew how yeah. long it was. So I was tracking when we would get to big story points and be like, okay, this is clearly significant. How many minutes are we in? And with screenplays, a page and a minute are about equivalent, give or take. Yeah. So the big like inciting incident of like he meets her, there's a different person in the loop, comes 30 minutes into the movie, which is, by the way, exactly where it should sit, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like in screenplay format. And yeah. then we we like find out about her mom. And I was like, all right, where, where are we? We were an hour into the movie. Yep. And I was like, fuck, that's exactly where it should happen. I was like. This is somehow exactly paced the way it's supposed to be and still feels long and not fun. Yeah, it's an hour and yeah. 40 minutes and it did feel a little long, but I don't know what I'd cut. Like, I I don't know. I sort of like the movie too, Mikey. And I I, I think I got I, I to gotta talk about my mind, my mindset, my mind space, my emotional space that I came in to watch this movie with. Do you want to think about the word you're trying to use and then say mind the right word? Mindset? What's the word? I think mindset is the word. Mindset? I need to tell you about my perspective coming into this film. <laughs> I had a really... I love that we just took like three minutes to find the right word. He settles on it and then changes it. And then the one he changed it to is better. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Mikey, you idiot genius. I love it. I uh, I had a rough week last week. I saw a lot of dead bodies and I was like a lot of intense situations. You got to stop robbing graves. Yeah, you got to stop watching Stand By Me. Like, why are you doing God. this to yourself? <laughs> I'm living Stand By Me. I'm always like, let's go down the railroad track. Bye. Yeah, I wish, guys, I wish I could show you, but I can't for legal reasons. But the amount of times Mikey texts me, hey, man, you want to see a dead body? 
No, that's not true. Because some people like go get they'll like take pictures and stuff. Not what? at our place, but well, it's a crime scene. So yeah, I, I don't I don't take pictures, pictures but I, I don't want you I don't want anybody out there to assume I would take a picture of a body. Oh no 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 no, no. that is a joke for sure. Yeah. Okay okay, I just want everybody to be be very clear. Oh I don't no, wanna... Mikey has never texted me that wanky blanky. Oh god, no, I'm oh, just god. I just Mikey don't... Mikey always texts us texts us that he has found a dead body, but never texts us photos of the dead bodies. I can verify that. Yeah, he was like, I was jogging in Central park and then i ran into iced tea and we found a dead body together i stabbed this guy in an alley and then i found a dead body i will text him video of the guy who's warming up running for 15 minutes and just air humping his car oh, oh that my was god so funny. i 1000 percent thought that dude was fucking his car and i was like mikey why are you not arresting oh you can't arrest him but i was like why are the police not arresting him we were by the dead body i was like is that guy fucking a car and my office <laughs> is like what are you talking about and then he's like oh my god are are we on the backside of a fake taxi shoot? What happened? <laughs> no. And I even sent this to you right after you sent that to us. Cause I remember when I was a kid, like there's a Chris Parnell, like commercial sketch on SNL when it was like his first year. And it was like a commercial for the Mercury mistress. And it was like a car that you could fuck. Oh, so I, so I showed that. the office. We watched it on speaker. Cause he did it for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And we're just like, what? It's like, when's this dude going to come and start running? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess when he started windmilling his arms, he's like, I was like, okay, he's done. No, 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 Mikey, that's my finishing move too. Okay. Yeah, that's this Todd's signature move, <laughs> and so he can get velocity. Natalie hates it because <laughs> you end up slapping her shoulders as you do it. I, I got a good shoulder slap. But now that we're formally off track, and I'm sipping on my. Two, two second bourbon. Two second. Two second. Two second bourbon. Mikey's already loose and we're just starting the podcast. I know. Let's talk about I need your opinion. Do you guys think this girl at the gym was flirting with me? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give us more details. Paige and I are split. Tell us what happened. Okay. Todd, you'd be into it. It's a cute redheaded girl. Fuck. Mikey, I'm in already. I love her for you. She's pretty strong. And we've been like nice to each other at the gym. And like I like put her weights up and she like like we've we've been friendly you have gym rapport and let me explain to yes Paige. gym rapport not creepy gym rapport. right no 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 no. yeah but let me explain i've to been to a gym before i know i look like this but i have been to a gym no not not if you've been to a gym before gym rapport yeah yeah i know <laughs> what is this the orphan got you, orphan got you, Paige. <laughs> is this the Fuck orphan you. orphan bit from pirates of penzance anyway so <laughs> Mikey looks for strong women because he likes to be held and picked up during sex. So it's oh like God. one of those mm -hmm, things. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you considered a pulley system? <laughs> a it's simple a simple machine. machine Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me what happened. That's a throwback. Okay, so yeah, simple machine is a throwback. Like we've exchanged names because we well one like there she's one of the people who knows like I can lift a lot of weight in in these group classes. So she like we usually work out near each other because she seems pretty strong too. But like. Not in a weird way. So we were doing bench press, and it's like, bro dude brought his friend, and they were like, uh, I was like, do you guys want this bench? And then I was, and I turned to her, and I was like, can we sh can we share? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like we ended up like working out together the whole time. Oh. And then by the end, she's like, yeah, I went, I did a road trip by myself to Breckenridge, and I was like, oh, because I really love cannibalism. Breckenridge, no, isn't that <laughs> no, where Bre Breckenridge is? Where they were heading for? Um, it's the guy Trey Parker and Matt on the Yellow Jackets. No. 
No, Breckenridge is not where anyone was. Oh, you mean the the Donner Party? Yeah, maybe. I don't know that for sure. I don't know. No, no, no I don't think so, so. Like, I was too out of breath to like talk during the actual workout. So, by the end, I was like, "Oh, what made you go up to Breckenridge?" And she's like, "I had a breakup, and I wanted to go on a road trip by myself." And then we ended up like talking for a while about like her job, and she has my job. And then she's like, "I just wanted to clear my air. My last breakup, I moved across country, so it was really good for me to take a long road trip and get do that back in May and all this other stuff." And I was like, "I don't know if she's flirting with me or we're just being friends." and I what do you guys think my answer still no Mikey I'm gonna say yes but only because I want to know what happens when you like well and then like throughout the workout she would like we would like go get each other's weights and stuff well yeah because you're working out together like that's a, that's an activity together she blew me an air kiss at one point wait what that's sort of like a thank you thing although it is sort of flirtatious yeah I know what I know. you should be looking out for is if she's like blowing you a air blowjob oh she's like oh thanks for the weights uh, <laughs> I don't know about that <laughs> I wish you guys could have seen Mikey do a double air blowjob. Like there were two arms involved. That's how you definitely know she's flirting at you. Oh, yeah. Ladies, if you want to flirt with a guy from across the room, do double air blowjob. Don't do that. So I don't, it was just, it was nice. I was like, oh, we should be friends. I, I I would never be creepy to somebody, but I was like, oh, it's nice to make a friend here. Can I pause for one second? Because I have to explain something. Breckenridge is where the party is heading in Cannibal the Musical. Okay, not actual Donner Party. Uh, yes, yeah, So yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I got that confused. And if you got haven't you. seen Cannibal the Musical... It's great. Please Love do. It. It's amazing. A guy tap dances on snow. It's one of my favorite <laughs> parts of the movie. I'm surprised Mikey doesn't love this musical. Like, I'm sorry, you lost me at the musical. Right? Yeah, you were turned on for Cannibal. Musical got you out. It's by the South Park guys. Yeah, it's, I know. But it's pre-South Park. It's, it came out in 93, Paige. Yeah. Fuck. Let's build a snowman. We can make him our best friend. We could name him Bob or we could name him Beowulf. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> here's why I think the answer is no, at least tentatively no right now. She just broke up with somebody in May. She took a road trip to get over it. She's not looking to get in anything serious, at least. And if she was looking for something casual, she probably would have been more forward. But I feel like that's a good sign because she actually is looking for something that Mikey is looking for, I think. I don't think she's looking for anything yet. That could no, be. We've been gym friendly for months. We've never had like conversations. We're but like, here's the thing. If you've been gym friendly for months, that means you were gym friendly when she was still dating somebody exactly. else. So that and means she never it's a talked to me during that time. It's a baseline of friendliness, I would say. I would interpret this as just friendly. Um, but now what I would say, though, because she did mention that she was broken up, like she did pepper that in. Yeah. So next time I'm be like, hey, girl, do you shit with that ass? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Hit her with the highbrow pickup lines. Yeah, I, I would say I don't think you could tell if she's flirting this time because I feel like if she like, did she give you her number or anything? I didn't ask though. I didn't. She's feel, not flirting. I didn't feel comfortable with that. I didn't want to go go that far. And I and, and like I didn't know if she was flirting at all. I I didn't get the clear signals. So we did we did talk about what time we usually work out. So maybe we can work out together more. Okay. Maybe, but I I would say if she was flirting, she would have set up a like she would have initiated a way to keep in contact and not left it up to a maybe we'll be here at the same time. Yeah. Because then she would easily miss you and it wouldn't be a thing. I definitely, okay, so Paige, I think you're right, but I definitely think that there is possibility here. It's just not yet. And I think it's the only reason is our first conversation is like, I'm super single now. Yeah. She brought up out of the blue. But also that's like the big thing that's going on in her life. And you have to talk about something. Yeah. 
while people are there. Like that that alone is not enough for me to be like, yeah, she's flirting. Okay. Well, this is why I talk about it with y'all because I don't make any assumptions. Here's what I would say. She told you what time she goes. Yeah. I would show up there a couple more times at that time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what time I go. Okay. <laughs> Mikey was like, I was going to do that anyway because that's when I go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and if she like initiates conversations and you start talking more, okay. then maybe. But here's the thing. If I was her, so me in her shoes, if I wanted to keep talking to you, I would have found a way to keep talking to you. She did not do that. Okay. What I might do, maybe she's not sure if she wants to keep talking to you yet. I might wait and see if you show up at the same time in like the next couple times. Yeah. But I would not say that this is flirting yet. I would say you might get to flirting the next couple well, times. Well, I got new shorts. I'm going to show y'all because I think my butt looks like fantastic in them. Oh, okay. right. fashion show. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I mean, it looks like a butt. I can't, I can't do it like the, the women's do it. Hold on. I got to move the camera down. I cannot tell you how much I wished you had stood up and they were those TikTok leggings. That would have made me laugh so fucking hard. Mikey, do me a favor. Will you um, go show us your butt again? This meeting is being recorded. You got to hinge. You, you do have to hinge. Yes. Yeah, The mic is like directly in the way. And that's why it's so funny to me. I thought it, I thought it looked good. Mikey, do me a favor. Uh, just climb up on that bed and make that ass clap. That's for the premium. <laughs> that is for the you gotta premium. Jo- you got to join my OnlyFans. <laughs> you would get people. Yes, you would, Mikey. <sighs> so honestly, Mikey, let's uh, just see if she's there next time you work out and report back. Yeah. I'll do it. She seemed cool. She had cool energy. I mean, she's a redhead. Of course she does. I wouldn't say that. That's actually universally known that they don't have cool energy. I've only dated one natural redhead, and she has been great so far. Uh, I probably should do this. The recording has stopped. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a magical moment just for the three of us. I was gonna say that I just I, and this is not because I had one drink. This is my second drink that I'm not even halfway through. Right. I very much enjoy our times together. Same. We recorded yesterday, and I was looking forward to recording again tonight. Anyway, I'm gonna say this, and then let's just jump into the movie. This movie would have been 200% better with a Roy. No. Yes. Honestly, <laughs> just J.K. Simmons playing the same role as he did in Palm Springs, but hunting them. Oh no. Okay. Okay. J.K. Simmons as the drum teacher from uh, what's that movie? Whiplash. My brain will say Whiplash. Thank you. My brain kept saying Equilibrium, and I'm like, that's not that's not it. Oh, Equilibrium's great though. Whiplash, but he's like the kid's teacher, and he's like hunting him down to make him practice, and he's the only other one in the time loop. Love it. Do you want like a dark, dark take on a teenage time loop movie? That it's Chris Hansen is J.K. Simmons, <laughs> and that's the loop that they're stuck in is catching a pedophile. The time loop is a. Oh, God, this is so dark. This is dark. It's a school shooting. <laughs> Matrix bullets. <laughs> what is this? The OA? Is that what happens in the OA? You know how I know you're a dork because you watched the OA. <laughs> I, I really liked both seasons of the OA, but the biggest complaint about at least season one of the OA is they stop a school shooting through the power of interpretive dance. And that is fair <laughs> feedback. But I love both of those seasons. <laughs> 
I watched the first What? No, hold on. Someone I dated at the time loved that show. Hold on. Yes, Paige, that does happen. Yeah. What the fuck? With like a flash mob or truly interpretive? There's five of them. I mean, listen, there's five. You have to have all five. They're angels, Paige. They're not angels. So uh, we we could talk about it. Let's just not talk about it now. Like, right, we can't do it now. We can't do an OA podcast. I mean, I feel like there is one out there and it's probably terrible. Maybe we could stop that podcast through interpretive dance. <laughs> and then afterwards we could be the number one OA, OA podcast, podcast. Yeah. in the world hell yeah do you guys want to talk about this movie scene by scene though please no what's your podcast shaking at you OA wise <laughs> oh that is a deep cut okay was it at least a good interpretive dance no was it uh, that's an oxymoron <laughs> <laughs> well no because like here's the thing if you're gonna put interpretive dance in something you gotta like own it like when they did an interpretive dance scene for mac to come out on always sunny chef's kiss son of perfection i cried i'm not even joking i cried so is it like that level of interpretive dance or is it just like the end of slumdog millionaire except there is also a school shooting i love slumdog millionaire we gotta move on or we gotta actually get into the movie oh my god We've been recording for 30 minutes. Yep. It is nine o'clock at night. I had some (laughs) stuff to air out. Yeah, those shorts. (laughs) I forgot. I legit forgot that Mikey showed us his butt for five minutes. Like, I have already forgotten that. Oh, wow. Okay. So they're obviously not working. No, Mikey, they're working, man. (laughs) My day has been so long and my brain is so fried. I just had the actual thought of, I wish they had shorts for shoulders. (laughs) They do. They're called. They're called shirts. Yeah, they're called shirts, Paige. And honestly, if you want to get deeper into it, they're called cut-off jean vests. No, they're called shaws. <laughs> what? It's like shoulder jaws, Paige. Have you not heard of it? Like a shawl, like a like a like a thing you put over your shoulders. It's a shawl. 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 I refuse. To sit here and listen to you explain how to pronounce a word to Mikey. We have to move on. Shaw. <laughs> he can be taught. <laughs> this girl used to wear my work all the time and she stopped for a while, then she started again. I was like, oh hey, it's the Shawshank Redemption. Well- <laughs> Welcome back to Pun Talk, where Mikey shoehorns puns into everyday it's, conversation. It was one of my favorite work puns. All right. Well, um, you guys want to do this again next week? That's and that's a tiny map of perfect penises. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Can we please get into the fucking movie? All right. So we open on his first day, essentially, which I have completely forgotten his name. It's Kyle. Is it Kyle? It's no. some sort of like vaguely white guy name. <laughs> okay, so Mikey, close. Kyle is the actor's name. His name is Mark. <laughs> How did Mark, I know the actors? Mark, there we go. <laughs> I think you were thinking Kyle Reese, also a time but loop. I, when we start this day, yes, I was. When we start this day, <laughs> Kyle's been in this loop for a while. Yeah, Mark has been in this loop for an unde- <laughs> undetermined amount of time. Mikey's commitment to saying the wrong name is really admirable. Commit to the bit. I know, because he's been in it long enough to anticipate the actions of not just his family and his home, but, but literally like the entire town. Oh, yeah, like everybody. He's been in there and he has done nothing. Like, he's like, if I was in a time loop, he'd like, I'm going to watch Time Bandits again, play Xbox, and pass out with a pizza. And I'm like, yeah. 
That's just your normal day. Like you have a time loop. He's like, why not do it every day? Yeah. I mean, I would do yeah. it at least some days. For sure. Yeah. And and I think the like, that's kind of what we show that he's like tried out a bunch of different stuff. We're just not seeing him try the stuff. Yeah. So to us, it's like, okay, he's gone through this day a bunch of time uh, and he's already in the loop. We don't know how he got in the loop. We don't know what happened when he first discovered he was in the loop. He's just already there. Yeah. Which is an interesting choice. Yeah. At the beginning of this movie, I was like, this kid's too smooth. I don't understand what's happening. Like, how does he know what everyone's going to say? Like, I hate this. And then when I when it's revealed he's in a time loop, I was like, okay, I'm fully on board. I love everything about this. Mm -hmm. He's like if Ferris Bueller was in a time loop. I was going to say he is like Ferris Bueller. Bueller's level of like he knows exactly what's going on at any moment. Yeah, but Ferris Bueller is cool. Wow, you saying that Kyle is a cool? First off, I'm Mark. saying that Mark. Is, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying Mark is basic. He's fine. He's nice, but Ferris Bueller has that spark. That's something yeah. that says he's going to go to prison for conning people out of money someday. But until then. He's going to rock this vest. You're right. Chad would never con at someone out of money. Mark, again, Mark. his name is Mark, but he, he doesn't have the sort of Matthew Broderick, I've definitely killed somebody in the back roads of Scotland and got away with it kind of spark right. to him. And I get that. But, <laughs> but I sort of do like Mark. I mean, he's fine. He, I will say he is very basic, but it's fine. I think a lot of your a lot of times like your main characters are supposed to be somewhat basic because then like the everyman have to thing, be that's true but like the everyman approach to movie writing where pretty much everyone can sort of project themselves onto the main character like that's a common thing movies do and that's commonly why people like Mark are basic yeah I mean I I would say it is common I think it's less common in great movies does that make sense where it's like <laughs> it's one yeah. of those determining factors between just a movie and a movie that you remember and love forever yeah where like the more character you can inject into somebody and still make them relatable that's the defining factor like when I think about a movie like everything everywhere all at once I'm very different from that character but I find relatability in her and still find her interesting so like sure. anyway so he rides to school on his bike and then you know jumps in the back of a truck for half a block and then tosses a thing in a garbage truck he drives a bulldozer around town i don't know why he does that we see at the end oh do we wait what did i miss we do yeah it's so quick Paige. oh to so, get the cat yes yeah to save the cat page. Here's the thing, though. That's a screenwriter thing. It is, but he raises the basket on it, and then he's climbing, and the basket's still raising to get in with the cat. And I'm like, who's raising the basket? He was the one driving it. And there are no controls from the basket. And there are no controls because from the basket. A, it's not a basket. It's a bulldozer. So it's like the front of right. a bulldozer. They're not going to put controls in the front of a bulldozer because while you're bulldozering shit, it might hit one of the controls. So yeah, right. he and the cat are now just trapped up there. Yeah. But they cut right, away right. and everything is forgiven. But what is a bulldozer but not a mechanized basket? No, that's a cherry picker. I I actually I asked Jake because I was sitting here and my brain kept saying bulldozer. And I was like, I don't think it's a bulldozer. And I was just like, Jake, what is that? I was just pointing at the TV and he's like, are you having a stroke? And I'm like, <laughs> what is it? It's not a bulldozer. And he's like, I mean, it's kind of like a backhoe kind of like and I, he was like, it's like a caterpillar kind of. And I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Bulldozer. <laughs> Yeah. So the one that was just as weird to me as the bulldozer is he sees a lady who her dress is kind of caught in her purse. So it's like showing her slip beneath. And he has tongs with him that he's clearly brought from home. And he like 
uses the tongs to reset her skirt. And I was like, oh, that's kind of like, that's a nice thing to do. Although she would definitely turn around and cry rape. Because like, if somebody was reaching at my dress with tongs, I'm going to scream. I guess the thing is that she doesn't feel it. But I, I find that hard to believe she wouldn't feel it because it's like tucked into her slip it. or whatever. But like, whatever. I like that he does it with tong to tong tong tongs. Yeah. Tong to tong And then tong, he tong, throws them then away. Yeah. He throws the tongs yeah. away. Yeah. And for a hot second, I was like, who throws away perfectly good tongs like that? He's going to have him again tomorrow. He's going to have him again tomorrow. Yeah, well, exactly. I roll into town, all the ladies throw me their tongs. <laughs> all right. If you ever come to a live show, bring Mikey your tongs. <laughs> show me your tongs. I want him to be the Cisco <sighs> of tongs. <laughs> I, I use them for grilling. <laughs> that tong to tong, tong, tong. Yeah. She put meat on the bun, bun, bun. Sorry. <laughs> all right. Tongs like what? 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 <laughs> Baby, shake that that Boston butt, butt, butt. Because it's pork. <laughs> yeah, I get it. All right, let's move okay. on, though. I do love the way this opening scene is shot because it's shot like it's all one continuous take. It's right. Very, it's very cool. I liked it a lot. Yeah, and we kind of get basically a shot of like his day. So he goes to the pool and he's clearly waiting at the pool to stop a girl from getting hit with a beach ball because he likes that girl. And... We will find out that he has tried to kind of break the ice with that girl multiple times and it never works. Yeah. I, we're not there yet, but I love like the montage of him messing up trying to break the ice with her. So cute. It's so funny. <laughs> and she like never likes him, like from the jump. I mean, she's nice to him, sort of like she met him at the gym and they've been like working out <laughs> together for a bit. Right, but, like, right. And he like puts her weights back. Right. But- and it's clear that he's super interested in her, but she's like not super feeling it. So like when they get home, she's just like, hey, thanks for walking me home. I'll see you later. Bye. The gym is the least attractive place I look in the whole. I'm like drenched with sweat. I'm breathing heavy. It looks like I just got out of the pool. And I'm like, it's whatever. So if she likes you at your gymnast, she'll love you at your fanciness. Yeah, she'll love you at the point when you have her tentacle, I mean, testicles all over. (laughs) So he tries a couple different times to to get her from, to stop her from falling in the pool. Uh, Then he goes to his friend's house, uh, where at first it looks like he was breaking and entering that girl's home, but it turns out to be his friend's house. Yeah. Where he kind of sits and talks with them while they play video games. Where he kind of like fills us in. It's definitely like a narrative dump. Exposition dump, dump, yeah. 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 And that's what they use this scene for multiple times. Which I kind of liked. I mean, I would like it if it was not so similar of a conversation every time. Because he does, it is a time loop. It is a time loop, but we as the audience are not learning a ton of new information each time. I liked when the girl came at the end. There should have been more of that. Like he comes with a yeah. completely different. Right. But this is where we get our first Groundhog Day reference. And he seems to be able to maybe not convince this friend that he's in a time loop, but at least get him to talk about it. And this is where we kind of find out that his thing that he's doing in the time loop is being a force for good. Because he's like, I can anticipate everything. I can make people's days better. That's what I'm doing. Which honestly is not a bad motivation. I think that's why you kind of like him even though he is kind of basic because you're like, well, at least he's not just being a trash bag of a person. He's trying to make the most of it, you know? Yeah. But what his friend brings up and what is, I would say, accurate to Mark's experience. I'm sorry, Kyle's experience. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Chad. I think I think it's I think Mikey also called him Chad. Is his name Dave? Yeah. Brett. Brett is a good one. Brent. (laughs) Look at the big brain on Brett. So what his friend brings up is that, yes, it would be good to do good things, but A, I'd rather have the girl, and B, it could get very, very lonely if you're the only one who experiences 
new things every day. Yeah. Which we kind of, yeah, of course, we would anticipate that. It's a time We've loop We've learned movie. that. As now this has become a time loop movie podcast. It has, Good yes. Lord. I was tempted to do another one, and I'm not gonna. Anyway, he, he goes home and he counts it down to midnight, and then... His day starts all over again. And at this point in the movie, I was like, how did this happen to him? The movie will never answer that for you. <laughs> that is a question that just remains. Well, they they don't answer it, but they also try to answer it, but then still don't answer it. It's wild, but I'm here for it. It's fine. It's it's wild. And we do see him try to, you know, stop the beach ball a couple more times and everything. Um, but we finally get to a day where someone else catches the ball. Yeah. We get like a montage of him trying to pick up that other girl who's in the right. So funny. Right? And I mean, I love that montage because he's like, he's getting hit with the beach ball or whatever because the montage right. is like, she gets hit in the face and that causes her to fall in the pool and he grabs her by her hand and saves her and it's like this really cute, meet cute, right? And then mm -hmm. the montage of him trying to get the timing right is so perfect because he like, he gets hit in the face with the ball or the ball doesn't come and he just grabs her hand as she like doesn't fall in. And then she like looks at him like, what the fuck, man? And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go. Like, I lost my mind at that moment. It was so funny. But yeah, the, the time where he realizes that Mar I think her name is Margaret. Margaret. Yeah, I think Margaret is in the time loop, too, is she walks in between the girl who's going to get hit with the beach ball and catches the beach ball and just throws it out of the way. And he's like, that's new. I've never seen that before. So he follows right. her. Yeah. Because what we establish in this scene is that uninterrupted, basically, if he doesn't do anything, yeah. everything proceeds the same way every time and nothing changes. Yeah. So for someone in the world to step out and do something different that he did not prompt means that they had free will. Yeah which means that they must also be in the loop. So he follows her and she kind of drives off, crashing into cars on the way and leaves a lost dog poster thing that he finds. So we cut to him telling his friend about it. And his friend obviously is confused because, again, this is the first time he's hearing about the time loop always. <laughs> but his friend is like, well, did you try calling the number on the dog thing? He's like, yeah, it's not her number. <laughs> did you try following her? Like all these things. I love what he says about the dog thing, though, because he's like, yeah, I did call the number on the dog thing. And uh, it's the guy who answered didn't have a daughter of that age. And he was very upset. I was trying to use their tragedy of losing their dog to get a date, <laughs> to get a date with his daughter. Uh, so, yeah, it was a no go. Yep. But also they kind of go through like all the different things he's tried to do to try and find her. Yeah. And he's always like just missing her. Like she leaves a like a comic book on a table. and He's just missed her. He's trying to catch the bus that she's on and he turns around and she's right there and he asks, are you experiencing a temporal temporal anomaly? Yeah. Are you experiencing a temporal anomaly? And she's just like, yeah, where the same day keeps happening. And this is where they finally realize they are both in the same loop yeah and he asked her about the dog flyer and she's like well i know i've just been trying to find the dog it's not mine but i gotta go and he's like well can we talk again can i get your number something because then at least i'm not the only one like stuck here and she's like yeah i guess fine and he's like <laughs> wait before you go we got you gotta see this and he kind of drags her across the street where he watches <laughs> As two guys are fighting and a dog steals one of their cell phone and runs away. And he's like, I've watched this like 10 times. It's so funny. And then he's like, there's a better one. There's a guy arguing with his girlfriend about feminists, like how he's writing poetry about how feminists are how he never gets laid. But he drops quarters for the meter 
and then steps on his own wallet chain, pulling his pants down. And it's just like the perfect, you know, confluence of issues. I really did love it. It was very funny. It's I mean, it's very funny. He was explaining to his girlfriend how feminists rule the world and how it's destroying society or whatever. And that's why no one likes his poetry, which based on that, I can guarantee you his poetry sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you know what the alt-right isn't super known for? Their poetry. It's like the Vogon poetry of Earth, um, where it's, <laughs> it's, I don't actually, this is going to sound terrible. I should not find incels funny, but sometimes they do things like call me ham beast and I can't help myself and I find it really funny. And sometimes their posts read like really unhinged terrifying poetry in a way yeah and it's kind of great i mean the last person to write alt-right poetry was ayn rand (laughs) i mean technically a lot of white people poetry would basically be alt poetry uh anyway so they trade numbers. He memorizes the number because they can't even put it in their phone because everything resets. Yeah. Um, Tricky time loop. It is. You can't write it down. You can't tattoo it on your skin or like write it on your hand or whatever. Like you're just fucked. Mm-hmm. So we cut to the next morning where he has memorized it and he wakes up and he's like immediately texting her and he does this thing for like three or four days in a row where he gets a completely new haircut and texts her a photo. But like wild haircuts. Yeah, but it's a weird choice. That's an interesting choice as like an icebreaker. I mean, it's a pretty strong swing, but it also is like a wink and a nod to the fact that they're in a time loop. They're in a time. That's a right, time right, loop right. style pickup line. You know, yeah. that's a time loop flirt. <laughs> it, it is. You know, those very generic time loop flirts yeah. that everyone gets. You yeah. Know. I'm so sick of them. <laughs> it's one of those time loops. You may have heard of it. Uh, <laughs> you might have read about it in the. Uh, Fuck, I had a joke and it just like, it vanished like the a The Groundhog loop. Daily, Mikey. The newspaper would be called The Groundhog, Groundhog Daily. Daily. <laughs> Thank you. I was going to say the, the art of uh, the, the timeless pickup. Oh, no. <laughs> Terrible. It reminds me of, I, I feel like sometimes, I don't know if you've experienced this flipped, but sometimes if a guy is into you and you're not as into that dude, he will latch on to something that he texts you and you're just like, I don't know. I don't respond to this. I don't know what to do with this. So you this. like working out? Yeah. Well, but he'll keep doing it. <laughs> like, for example, one time I went to go visit my sister when she was in college because her campus was like 45 minutes away from where I was living at the time. And so we're at like Jack in the Box and this like 20 year old is hitting on me and I'm like, I'm 26, bro. Like, I... I am too old for this and you. No, thank you. And he stole my phone and put his number in it. Oh, my God. And then texted himself. So now he has my number. And then he would just text me like, hey, we're going bowling. You should come with us. And I'm like, first of all, I don't fucking live here. Secondly, I don't fucking like you. Thirdly, I'm not going to go bowling with you in a weird teenage group date. I am an adult. I think yeah, what exactly, you mean Paige. is a very normal date, Paige. A very no. normal date <laughs> that is very clear you're on a date with that one person, even though his four male friends are around. I And I never answered any of the texts. Wise. I never replied to them because I was like, I'm not interested. Right. I used to be terrible at women, so I, I cringe at some of this stuff. Mikey, out of all of us, which one of us is single? It's me. Yeah. You should try going on a date with four other guys. Uh, so, <laughs> but he texted me for like three weeks straight to go bowling. And I was just like, bro, this didn't work the first time. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. 
And that's kind of how I felt about the haircut where she never replies to it. So I'm just like, stop sending her haircuts. Her time loop is hard enough. Until he responds with the taxi driver haircut. And that's right. concerning because of that movie's subject matter. Well, here's what I will say to that. That one is the first one that actually has a, hey, do you want to hang out? Yes, it attached is. Attached to it instead of just a joke. Yeah, because he was going to put like something quippy about taxi driver or whatever. Right. And instead he's like, hey, can we hang out? I'm starting to lose my mind or whatever he says. And then right. she responds with more of more or less a yes, let's do that. But she also includes a taxi driver reference in there too, which I thought was very right. funny. Yeah, it was great. If you want to ask somebody out, ask somebody out. Yes, that that's exactly, you know, like this is to young people out there who have patience as an older person who lacks it completely now. Don't just text people jokes and expect them to understand that that's flirting. Just ask people out. Yeah. Like, you know, and if somebody doesn't want to go bowling with you and they ignore your bowling texts, move on. Keep it pushing. Keep it rolling like a bowling ball. Yeah. Go knock down somebody else's pins. <laughs> anyway. So she agrees to meet up with him at the library the next day once his hair is back to normal. So he meets her at the library. This is where we find out that he's supposed to be in summer school, but he wants to go to art school. And his parents are forcing him to take honors math to try and get into, get into a good college. And she is in AP math. So she's like really good at math. Yeah. She wants to be a mission specialist at NASA. She's going to be good at that kind of shit. Yeah. She wants to join the Space Force. Let's be real. She's going to end up working as a contractor at SpaceX. It'll be fine. Yeah. She's probably going to make great money. Yeah. So this is the first of multiple montages of them going through their world, lecturing us about the space-time continuum. All Teenagers. of these scenes could probably go. Paige, yes. The one in this bookstore where the books are stacked horizontally, like they're on their side as, instead of standing upright, yeah. which was maddening to me because how would you ever pull books out? You'd topple them every time. Like it, it's the most inefficient way. It takes up more room. Yeah. Like no one stacks books that way for a reason. Madness. Anyway. So this scene also tries to explain why they haven't done anything interesting with their time loop. Really? Because they're asking, they're like, have you ever done anything crazy? And her answer is, well, I don't understand the loop. And so what if I get stuck doing something crazy and the loop ends and then I just have to live with that decision, which is a valid like once they said that, I was like, OK, that is kind of a weirdly valid concern, but I'd still blow some shit up like it wouldn't stop me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would do crazy shit because it doesn't matter. Right. I also, I, I did decide while watching this movie that if I was stuck in a time loop, the first thing I would do is try and learn everything as much as possible and like try mm -hmm. and figure out how to do like, like some very specialized skills. That way, if I ever get out, I instantly can get a job making a lot of money. Yes. So this is why I relate to this film the most because he immediately says, I want, I'm going to cure cancer. And ironically, her mom is currently dying of cancer that day in the time loop. It is a Mikey move if I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> it is a unknown foot in your mouth moment. I mean, <laughs> she doesn't say anything, so he has no idea. But exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In fact, in the middle, she's like, have you uh, finished that cure for cancer? Kind of need that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I think her version is best. Like the thing that because she's trying to teach herself to drive. And yes. I'm like. This is perfect. That's the perfect thing to do during a time loop. Like if you are stuck in a time loop, you can't figure out how to get out. And they are teenagers. So I give them a little more leeway. He does read a lot and he's drawing. Yeah. And full disclosure, he's young. I don't think he could do what she does in Palm Springs. No. I think that might be out of his depth. 
her, I think, could, but I also think that she is actively kind of trying to learn about it. So, like, I think in their own ways, they are trying to figure it out. He's just going the, like, it's a metaphor route, and once I do the right thing, it'll click and it'll be done. And she's drawing squares everywhere. Um, But... Her learning to drive, I think, is like the perfect time loop activity. Like I'd be like, I've always wanted to learn to knit or learn to do whatever or learn like all the things that you've never had time to do. Well, you've got infinite time to do it. Now, the downside is that if it's anything that creates anything, you lose it at the end of the day. Right. So like that's why the driving one is perfect because it's a skill that she retains internally yes i do love how when he first starts following her around and she starts driving she is shit at it she's a terrible it's so driver. funny and i do love that she could steal any car in town and she, she always steals her steals friend's, her car, friend's car, car every day yeah i love that like and it's not even like a great car it's like an old volkswagen rabbit or some shit here's what's really kind of a bummer for me i kind of want to see that friend's day you know like oh, yeah just a peek into her coming out to the parking lot and being like what the fuck like just gone uh there was a season of the league where rafi and dirty randy go to like hollywood and they steal kevin's car yeah but we it took us a whole season to catch up to it yeah so like you see it happen at the beginning of the season and then at the end of the season you watch what happened to everyone else as it was happening and i kind of loved that turn (laughs) so i kind of there's some things where like with the friend's stolen car I would love to see her friend's day the day that her car got stolen. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Anyway, they drive together, and they and again, most of these montages or scenes of them driving are just exposition dumps. It's just them telling each other their story, essentially, of like, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? You know, getting to know each other. Dump teenager stuff. Yeah, like, what are their theories on the time loop and why is it happening? Here's me in a time loop. So, girl, you can't get pregnant. I mean, Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you maybe could, but then it could time traveler's wife to a different time. <laughs> Did everyone forget that that was an element of time traveler's wife, that her fetuses could time travel? Was that in the TV show? Oh, I don't know if that was in the TV show. Um, Sadly, the TV show got canceled before they had to address that issue. <laughs> I forgot that her baby, she had miscarriages from the time travel. Is it a miscarriage or is that baby just time traveling? Like, is it the same baby no, it, the whole it was time? time travel. It was time traveling. Yeah, that baby was literally time traveling, dying because it requires a womb to survive and then being time traveled back into her body dead. That is a book that a lot of women were like, this is so romantic. Or some dude's walking down the street and there's just a fetus. Yeah, and he's like, but that would be delicious. No! no! Oh, God! (laughs) Oh, now's the one time you don't want to talk about cannibalism? Where are you on that one, Supreme Court? Outlaw time time travel? I don't think time travel is outlawed, so I think that's legal, right? There you go, that's your loophole. It's your time loophole. Ah, Why are you traveling from Indiana to California to have some time travel? (laughs) Hey, technically, if you cross a time zone, you have time travel. So I think it's legal. There you go. There you go. Loophole. Anyway, they drive out into the woods and she's like, we got it. I got to show you this one thing. They go out to this pond and they basically watch as a hawk like snatches a fish out of the water. And he's like, how did you find that? And she's like, well, I was looking for the dog on the flyer and happened to see it. So like, you know, you have all this time. You see cool shit everywhere. And her phone rings and 
It's Jared. We don't know who Jared is. We just know that he has a lot of Subway subs and bad intentions. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's like, hey, it's Jared. I heard you're 17. (laughs) (laughs) What's good? Do you want to time travel back to a time when I'm not in jail? Anyway. uh, No, it's it's Jared. So she runs off. This is the first time we kind of hear of Jared. Yeah. Basically. And it's right at six o'clock. It's right at six o'clock. So... The next or that night, he's counting it down. And instead of just sitting and waiting for it, he jumps off the roof at midnight. So he kind of falls through the time loop, which is kind of fun. It is fun. Yeah. But the next day she pulls up and he's like, "Okay, just like your thing with the eagle. I found this cool thing. Watch this. So they go to watch all these kids with skateboards at school and they watch as like the boys won't let this girl participate. And then she skates up and they've all fallen as they've tried to do the jump. And then she comes up and does it first try yeah and so it's this like fun jubilant moment kind of cool so then he's driving with her in the bulldozer just running over trash cans in the street and i was like thank goodness (laughs) having some fucking fun yeah finally 45 minutes in this fucking movie (laughs) so she talks a little bit about jared she says he's 21 he graduated harvard at 19 so he's like some sort of savant and he automatically assumes it's like a boyfriend situation. We will find out that's not the case. I would assume that too, but only because it is shown that he's the doctor later on. Right. And no, he fucking would not be if he just graduated Harvard Medical School three years ago. He would be two or three years into his residency program for Correct. oncology. And he would not right. be allowed to talk to that patient without a attending doctor present. No, he could talk. I Correct. mean, also like, they were probably like, she's dying, so you can just go like practice. Yeah, walk in there and be like, she needs a cootie shot. <laughs> circle, circle, dot, dot, your mom's dying. <laughs> oh God. Circle, circle, dot, dot. Unfortunately, your family has wounds it will never heal from. Brutal. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't find a, a, a rhyme with palliative care. <laughs> <laughs> Any word that rhymes with care would rhyme with palliative care. He's not a great bed student. This hospital, be- <laughs> this hospital bed's too hard. This hospital bed's too soft. But this palliative care one is just <laughs> right. Uh. It's Goldilocks and the free palliative care because it's a country with a functioning health system. Oh. It doesn't take place in America. (laughs) What's that like? We'll never know. Anyway. Do you ever wish you could like text a fart to somebody? Yes, absolutely. I would just do it for fun. (laughs) I think I've recorded a fart and sent it to somebody. I've definitely recorded fart sounds. You should not give that away. You could be making a lot of money, Paige. By recording farts and sending it to people? On your only farts. You (laughs) You ever sat on a cake and farted? If you do... You can make a lot of money. I haven't. I know I could, but then I ruined a perfectly good cake. Honestly, you can eat the other side of it. I'd imagine. I... Um. I, hey, I got holes in the front and the back, so like most girls do, from my experience. Well, I mean, how big is the cake? I was assuming like if you sat on it and farted, there'd be like other. Uh, you know what? I don't even want to think about this. Have you never <laughs> seen a real cake fart, Todd? I have not. Okay, well, this explains the problem. There's so, nothing like, about it that it entices me at all. I will not go see that because I believe in the, the sanctity of cake. <laughs> <laughs> 
If I learned anything from not reading the Bible, it is that cakes are sacred and should not be air defecated into. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every time I have seen one, it has been like a circular cake, like a like a oh, eight inch okay. round. Okay. That somebody is. All right. Anyway, so we cut to them kind of going through their day. They go and eat at a diner. She draws out the fourth dimension, which is basically just a cube, a cube within a cube. It's a cube within a cube that connects to the cube. Yeah, I'm sure it is a real thing. I bet the person who wrote this movie was like, or wrote this book probably was like, oh, I'm going to base a book around this. It was written by two people. One was super into particle physics. And then his buddy Mikey was like, now we'll just have him kiss at the end. He's like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite movie? Cube hypercube. (laughs) (laughs) But a 4D cube is actually called a tesseract, which is something... I am way more familiar with when when she was like I obsessed over a 4D cube. I was like, what the fuck is a 4D cube? And then she drew it, and I was like, that's the all that's a tesseract. Yeah, that's the allspark. Yeah. What are you trying to like defeat allspark? Defeat transformers? Yeah. Like, what are we talking about right now, lady? Uh, that's the grill. Yeah, but then she does this whole speech here of like how this metaphorically impacted her and like looking for it in nature and it's just like this whole long rambling thing and the more I listened to it the more I was like these words mean nothing like she is saying sentences that sound cool but have no actual meaning to them yeah yeah Paige we've established that she is a 17 year old girl (laughs) (laughs) and I will say this it goes both ways for 17 year old boys too like I have no idea what the shit they're talking about no yeah all I talked about at 17 was like hey you guys ever played Command and Conquer like I totally have a crush on Tanya (laughs) and Tanya if you're out there I'd love to interview you for the podcast just to see what he was like at 17 technically I think like three actors have played Tanya over the years wait in Command and Conquer oh Oh, okay (laughs) I I forgot Tanya was a character in okay all right you know what? Offer still stands. Any actress that's played Tanya, <laughs> reach out. I'd love to talk to you about what that process is like. Margot Robbie, we need to talk to you right now. Yes. Do you have Sebastian Stan's phone number? Uh, <laughs> that is all we need. Goodbye. I was thinking if there's an SNL sketch that's making fun of Lifetime original movies uh, and every character is Tanya. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> boy, Tanya, you're crying. Why are you crying? And it's very funny. Uh, anyway, so... Lots of weird filler conversations until we get to the diner where he is like, hey, we've been showing each other all these cool moments and things that we found around town. I got something cool to show you. It's in my pants. Oh, that's not what happened. (laughs) No, they don't serve sausage at this diner. I have a tiny perfect thing. Oh, it's not that perfect then, is it? It's perfect, but the map's small. I have a tiny thing that you're going to love once you get to know me. <laughs> I'm really good with my mouth, so it's fine. There we go. It's a tonguey perfect thing. Mm, mm. Nice. Yay, yay, yay. So <laughs> he basically is like, what if we collect all those moments that we have seen in the town and basically track where they are? And I think in his mind, he's like, once we get all of them, we've solved the riddle and we can get out. Like, it must mean something, right? And she's kind of like, yeah, whatever. Fine. Gives me something to do during the day, essentially. So this is at not quite halfway through the movie, but it's taken us like a while to get to the point. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like even though. Yeah. yeah. So this is where they kind of start working through all of their perfect days. So they're like doing all kinds of stuff. They're like taking a bunch of money out of ATMs and putting it in greeting cards randomly in the store. 
they kind of go around town that you see the guy with the wings. There's like, you know, every kind of thing that they can see. And she's the one arguing for it to be like the scientific method. Like we should like. Yeah. And their threshold for cool is like. So low. Very low. Like all of them were kind of neat except for the just. And then it's like, hey, that guy got hit with the tennis ball. I liked that one. I mean, it oh. was a pretty bonkers rebound off of a like igloo round cooler to hit him in the back of the head. It was pretty great. And it was the same guy who had anti-feminist poetry who pants himself that gets hit with the oh, tennis that's ball. That's true. Yeah. But they're like they stop a guy from a bird pooping on him. They, you know, see old people in the old folks home dancing. There's the turtle in the middle of the road. There's this like weird swirl in the pond. Mm-hmm. Uh they walk past like a, a donut place and um no no the donut place is the wings. I tried to keep a list of them, but some of them are very mundane. The, the, pian- the guy playing the piano. Piano. I love that one. Here's what I like about this movie, but it never gets to this point, is that like this stuff is happening around you every day if you look for it, and it's really right. nice to notice some of these things. Yes, that and is true. And that's not at all what they learn from the film, which right. I think is really funny. Yeah, exactly. But I cried about it that part anyway, because I was having a very dark week. Cool. <laughs> I was like, beauty is out there. But it reminds me of that scene in American Beauty when the guy's like filming the plastic bag in the wind. It's like, beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, like, it's, it's it is, but come on now. Let's move on with our life. Anyway. Oh, my God. I've got a story. I've got a story. So let me set the stage. Set it, baby. We're at Mississippi State's one of the football games. It's a timeout. Everyone's sitting down because we never were winning back then. And like, it's dead silence in the crowd. And then a bag is like going in the air. This is like a year after that movie came out. And I was like, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And like my friends laughed and then like a few other people laughed, but like not a lot of people had seen that movie in Mississippi and it made me really sad. I was like, I've wasted my good joke on you crowd. And what you've just heard is what I will refer to as the birth of a podcaster. (laughs) 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 terrible taste in movies they end their little montage with what i think is the weakest one which is those girls plugging in christmas lights i was like this isn't what it's cute but whatever yeah i mean they are supposed to be like tiny perfect things so like things that are of almost no consequence that are perfect Right. right so i get that i really love the one with the guy on the bench and the wings behind him yes and i love the call back to that later it was it was really well done because that's more of the stuff that I, I thought was fun that I wanted is like yeah. that or like the lotto ticket. Oh, the lotto know, ticket like, was great. The old couple like playing the card game and then like dancing and having like a good time. It's super sweet. And it's like one of those things that like from the outside, it's almost nothing. But it means something to those people who were involved with it. You're just witnessing from, right. from the outside, which makes it of little consequence to you. But it is a perfect thing, which I sort of liked that. But. Like Micro Machines. Yes. Just like Micro Machines, Mikey. I think one of the tough things for me is some of these things that they're seeing felt like a writer's room exercise where they ran out of stuff. And they were like, maybe this wasn't such a good plan after all. Well, the script is due in like a little bit. So but that can't be true because it's based on a book. I know. And that's why I'm just like, and I don't know because I haven't read the book. But like it did feel like there was a part of me that was like, I want another pass at some of these. Yeah. Like, you know, because I love the ones that seemed more coincidental. Does that make sense? Like, that's why I like the guy with the van and the things. And I even like the like fish out of the pond because like the odds that you would see that in real life are kind of crazy. 
you know? And so stuff like that, where it's like right place, right time made the most sense to me. And then some of the other ones where it's like, yeah, maybe I get like you happen to be there and see it. But like, I don't know. Anyway, she does teach him algebra too, because she basically is like, I can't keep hanging out with a math dumb. I like how she's she says, you're a nerd who's bad at math. So where does that leave you? Yeah. Starting a podcast is <laughs> what that leaves you. Ouch. It honestly just leaves him watching Doctor Who, really. Yeah, for sure. We cut to like the next day where they go outside and there's a question mark in the sky. I thought that was cool. I was into it. I was wondering what the Riddler was up to and we never find out. <laughs> well, later there's an exclamation point in the sky. I did like that that changed. Yeah. So her phone rings. She doesn't answer it, but she just says, can I tell you a secret? Sometimes I don't want this day to end and I want for time to stay broken forever. Yeah. And I've been like, girl, spending time with you, I feel the same thing. I love that you would immediately assume that that means that she's super into you (laughs) and not that her mother is dying. She didn't mention it, Todd. (laughs) Maybe because she wasn't flirting, Mikey. Yeah, I do like that visually. I noticed this in the movie because I was like super into it because of my perspective and mindset was that she started out her time loops wearing like she wasn't taking care of herself like self yes she does start to to look more put together yeah she looks she starts dressing and showering and all that stuff which is like a sign of like depression so like her and her their friendship or their romance kind of uh you should never rely on someone else to get well we don't have to go there but like it was sweet to see that she kind of like him being there for her yeah her having another another purpose pulled her out of like whatever rut what she was in yeah yeah but if if it was flirting like if that's if she had said i want the day to like go on forever and he was just like yeah girl her correct response to confirm that she was flirting would have been like i know where to find an adjustable bed but like because at the hospital She's like, <laughs> anyway he goes home to watch time bandits which he tells her he's like you gotta watch time Band- bandits that's why time has stopped so you can see the best movie of all time See, time here's, here's the montage of some poor fucking woman stuck with me in a time loop. Today we got to watch this. Today we got to watch this. And she's be like, we're watching House guess. Two again. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit! You would make her watch Time Cop and other Sean Claude Van Damme movies. <laughs> first of all, first of all, first off, Time Cop. <laughs> time Cop holds the fuck up, and I'm gonna see if it's technically a romance uh-huh. because there's a romance in it. Oh, sci-fi action. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, Mikey, do you think there's enough of a romance in Time Cop? (laughs) If you let me do Weekend at Bernie's, I'll do whatever fucking movie you want. (laughs) If you do Weekend at Bernie's, I will do Grease 2. Mutually assured destruction. How badly do you want it? I would love if this podcast just morphed into us picking random movies, but we keep the name Romance in the Pod. Like, Uh... this week, Shawshank Redemption. No. And what is what is love if not the emotional relationship between Red and the other guy? I think it's his love for freedom. Anyway, so he goes home and he's watching Time Bandits and his dad comes in and he looks over his shoulder and is like, oh, you're getting better at math. Nice. Let's talk about your future. And this is where he says, I've been considering becoming a priest or space force or a space priest. Yeah. And I love how his dad is like, so you have to go to like seminary and then you go to astronaut school. He's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's like, um, I just don't want you to do anything rash. And he just goes on that note and lifts his shirt and has like a double dragon tattoo <laughs> and the day resets. I honestly, I thought it was the snake Pliskin tattoo, but upon pausing it and further review, it wasn't. But I badly wanted it to be. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Oh. Hell yeah. The space pope. 
so <laughs> we cut to the next day. He's Googling. He's trying to find med student Jared, but he's literally just Googling Jared. No last name. Jared, med, med student. student. Now, yeah. If you graduate Harvard <laughs> at 19, there are going to be articles written about you. So you could f- totally find him that way. And he does. Yeah, because your family's rich. Yeah, maybe. But here's the thing. I'm I'm willing to bet there have been multiple Jareds. Not that graduated Harvard at 19. Well, he doesn't initially search Harvard. He just, his first search is just Jared Med student. And I was dying because I was like, man, he is dumb. Roger <laughs> is not a smart kid, okay? <laughs> Mark is not smart. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. Anyway, <laughs> we cut to he goes to his friend's house and he's telling his friend about Margaret and his friend's like, you've never mentioned this before because, of course, time loops. Yeah. But his friend is like, well, why don't you figure out a place to spend time with her that shows that you really actually understand her? Like you get her and her whole vibe. And he's like, all right. And so he talks her into going to like a gymnasium with him. Now, this is the one that I'm like. There's no way you could pull this off in time. He said he paid all the art students. Yeah, he does talk about how he bought off the art program or whatever for them to make it for him. And he probably paid them off with like $1,000 each. So they probably like really got into it. But even then it takes time. Like just, un- and it's midday. I don't think he could pull, I, like whatever, but. It's just like a bunch of paper posted up. It's not that great. And it's cardboard. cardboard and like they're Cardboard not- with like levers. And then there's like paper mache, which takes like two days to dry anyway. Like Mikey, I can see you've never been involved in a local theater production set oh, design team, and that yeah. shit would take probably at least three days. Oh, easily, easily. No, when I went on dates in high school, it was me and a woman. It was just just the two of us. Tell me about this woman you were dating as a child, Mikey. Tell me about how that's been a successful indicator of your relationship status later in life. Tell <laughs> her <Color>, me. <laughs> I'm just saying that some of us on this podcast have not had to direct a bunch of teenagers to paint cardboard and assemble it into a tunnel, and it shows. I definitely yeah. have. It took two days. Yeah, Mikey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two whole days of like eight hour days. I was in the orchestra for uh, once on this island. Yeah, I know what it's like. I saw the music man. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. And honestly, Mikey, your struggle is very inspiring. <laughs> I watched a music man. One man story. I can't wait for your fringe festival tour in Edinburgh. <laughs> We've got trouble right here in RTP with a capital R and a capital T and that rhymes with pool. Yeah. So this was one like you would need an army of kids to make this happen with yeah. clear directions and any but it is very cool looking that he makes like a fake space shuttle and then the surface of the moon. And it's kind of it almost looks like a movie set, like the real moon landing. Like it was very cool. So this is where they have kind of this like, you know, fun little like meat cute where he has like Rice Krispie treats with marshmallows and stuff for them to eat. Um, and then he rides her on his bike through the hallway of the school, basically through all the halls. And we do find out because it's summer school. That's why nobody's there. Which also, if school's not in session, who's the art department? Never mind. We can't. I can't dwell on it any longer. This is one of those things you cannot look into where it falls apart immediately. It honestly falls apart as fast as that set would fall apart the second they walked onto it. Yes, absolutely. Um, But so they ride through the hallways. She's having a good time. She's actually happy. Yeah. And he tells her about his parents and that his mom works late 
And so he doesn't get to see her in the time loop, really. And it kind of makes him sad. And his dad quit his job to write about the Civil War. You know how dads do. You know how dads be doing it. And he's like, what about your parents? And she's like, what? And he's like, your parents, the old people that look like you. <laughs> and she's like, mm, they they go home. They like crack some beers open. He makes her watch what I think is, I, I don't think is, my brain wants to say time cop, but. It's the time bandits. Time bandits. Yeah. Okay. So she gets kind of uncomfortable. She doesn't want to talk about her parents. Well, because her mother's dying, and I guess her dad just left to go get cigarettes. She's had like four years to process it in the time loop. Let's get it going. <laughs> well, they get very kind of close and cuddly, and it looks like they're going to kiss, but he has to pee. He Mikey's out of there. He's like, I have to pee. I, I do love that. He's like, I have to pee because of the beer. And she's like, well, maybe go to the bathroom. Please don't pee on me, sir. Yeah. This is our first date. Uh, so she finds his Rubik's Cube. She completes it. And then as she does, she finds the map on his desk and realizes that that means he has to redraw it every morning. Yeah. And as they're kind of looking at it together, she's like, you made a map of us and you redraw it every morning. Yeah. I mean, he does say he does it pretty much every morning. Yeah. Uh, and she le he leans in to kiss her and it seems like she's going to. But then she pulls back and says, I can't. I have to go. And he's like, is it about Jared? Because he's not going to call for like four minutes. And she's like, no, it's not. And he just says, there's something you're not telling me. And she says, no, and you're wrong. Too bad. And just leaves. Yeah. Like she she basically is like. I can't be in any sort of romantic relationship with you. Take it or leave it. And he says he'll take it. He's like, I'd rather have you as a friend than not have you in my life at all. Is yeah. Essentially what she kind of offers. So she leaves and he sits on his roof. He wakes up the next morning and the cube is unfinished again. Nothing has changed. And he's kind of a sad asshole the next morning. And he's kind of being a dick to his family yeah. and everything. He is a dick to his family because you can tell he's not talked to them a lot during his whole two years in this time loop. That blew my mind that he has clearly been in this time loop for a long time and hasn't figured this out. Because like he talks to his friend. And his friend is just like, oh, like Edge of Tomorrow, whatever. He comes home. and Edge he... of Tomorrow is so good. Edge of Tomorrow <laughs> is really good. Uh, he, he comes home and he talks to his dad. And his dad is basically like, we can't afford art school. And also, what happens after art school? Like, what's your job plan? And he just lays into his dad like, Why'd you quit your job for a, what do you say, a midlife crisis vanity book? Why didn't you just buy a Tesla instead? I did love that he said, like, he equates buying a Tesla to a midlife crisis. I was like, oh, that is so true and funny to me. Yeah. It well, and is pretty true. <laughs> my dad's definitely looked at Teslas. <laughs> he hasn't bought one yet, though. But I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure it's coming. I looked at one, too. I mean, it was driving on the road, but I, I mean, I looked at it. I've been in one. They're very quiet. I have a friend that has a Tesla. They're super nice. Like, I would get one, but I don't make nearly enough money to own a Tesla. I would say uh, if you don't have solar panels, it might not be worth it. But if you have solar panels that can help charge it it's worth it i'm in the south page so you sound like a spaceman okay cool <laughs> whatever so he goes upstairs after telling his dad to buy a tesla and he goes in his sister's room and his sister's just like hey dude do you not actually realize what's going on he didn't quit he lost his job yeah and 
he feels terrible about it and that's why he's working on the book and mom is mad at him for right losing his job but she can't say that to him because it's cruel and it's probably not his fault he probably just got laid off but now they're kind of upset with each other but don't want to be and can't really talk about it and they're just kind of stuck in this cycle for the moment yeah they're like stuck in a funk yeah and she tells him she's just like i don't think he cares that you want to go to art school he just can't afford to do it for you like what are you and i can't fathom living in the loop that long that he hasn't figured some of that out like at any point it was wild to me that he had somehow missed all of that but apparently anyway so he goes to school and my favorite is it's al madrigal as his algebra teacher i love al madrigal too like (laughs) dude's great and does not get enough work And he's like, yeah, I'm in your algebra class. He's like, I've never seen you before. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, yeah, I've been sick a lot. Well, we do find out that he's only been there twice. So like he's he's not going. Um, But he's asking him all these questions of like, what if the flow of time was in a circle? And he goes through like all of these options. Like, uh, is Earth in a wormhole? Did we accelerate past the speed of light? And he just says, are we all living in a simulation? And then Al Madrigal is like, unfortunate but possible (laughs) i like like that that was the one that he's like yeah maybe (laughs) cosmic nanny doctor who is the world cursed like what is it and he settles on a singularity a localized temporal anomaly and he's like well if i got on a plane and flew out of it would it reset the loop basically like if i flew across the date line and so he's like i'm gonna try it so he goes to meet up with margaret where they watch like a little girl blowing bubbles And Margaret's in a shitty mood. And so is he. They're both in bad moods. They're not getting along, really. And she basically says, as he's complaining, she's like, is this because I won't kiss you? Kiss anybody in this. Everyone forgets it the next day. And he's like, I don't want to kiss anybody. It's just you. Like, it's very clearly that he's like, no, it is you. And this is where she says, I have something that'll make you feel better and takes him to the model home that they can just destroy which would be super fun. But also you could have done that with any house in this world. <laughs> like Literally any house. Yeah, because it's all going to be reset tonight. Because it resets. Yeah. So they, they trash the whole house. Finally some fun. But this is where he tells her his theory that if we got on a plane, maybe we can get out of it. And she's like, well, why are you in a hurry to get out of it? Because if we get out of it, we have to grow old. It's marriage counseling, global warming, student loans, You get to be 80 and you're dying and it's your whole life is over and it wasn't even what you wanted it to be. And he counters with like, well, life's never going to be perfect, but like treasuring the time you spend with people and the moments you have is living like this is not living what we're doing. Now, here's where the movie gets into something a little weird where he has a few lines where in his it's almost like in his mind, everyone is frozen Not that they are experiencing a loop. Yeah, they're like zombies. Yeah, and he's like, she has to lose her game every day. They are like, we have to save the world. And I'm like, no, this is only happening to you two. Like, I'm confused as to what you believe is happening. Right. And maybe that's just because in my mind, with time loops, the two people in the loop are the ones experiencing the loop. Time has existed up to that point, and time also exists after that point. Yeah. So if you could get to a point, a vantage point where you could see before and after the loop, you would see that they go on living their lives and you with them once you're out of the loop or not if you never get out of the loop. But regardless, their lives have continued. You are the only one experiencing the loop. But in this section, he's just like, 
we got to stop them all from experiencing the same day. And I was like, what? Like, They're not, bro. Look, he's what? a big, dumb idiot. We've established it. Yeah. He is a dumb idiot. Well, he thinks they're literally resetting like freaking Disney animatronics. Yes, that that is basically what he thinks. Uh, so we cut to he's like, OK, there's a flight to Tokyo at 10 a.m. We're going. They cash out all their like savings and everything and go. Uh, and they get on the plane and he puts on his like eye mask. He's talking about like, we're going to get on the plane. We're saving the whole world. And then he looks and she's gone. She got off the plane. She texts him and says, I'm sorry. Goodbye, Mark. Good luck. And then it shows her sitting in the airport while he's on the plane, essentially implying that like she waited oh. to see if he would cross the date line. I honestly just thought that she went about her normal day and then the next day was going to check in with him and saw if he still had free will or if he right. was in the loop with her still. I thought this was super smart. Like, why waste my time if I can then test it? If it works, I'll take the flight the next day or whatever. Like, cool. Yeah. If it doesn't work, then we know and I'm not going to waste my time. Why don't you do it? Well, and I think the implication for her is that she's not ready to exit the loop yet. Oh, that is true. Yes. You know? Uh, so he crosses the dateline. He thinks he's made it, but he still wakes up back at home. Yeah. And at this point I had to go to the bathroom, but at this point I was like, how are there 40 minutes left in the movie? We have already tested multiple hypotheses. This doesn't work. We've gotten to the point where they aren't talking to, to each other anymore. How is there 40 minutes left of this movie? <laughs> I mean, but there's 40 minutes left because we don't know anything about her mom. We still think he might, right. she might be dating Jared or whatever. So like, yeah, it's wild. Yeah. We know a bunch about cubes. Anyway, so the next day he gets up and at first we're like, is it the same day? It is. It's the same day. And he pauses to ask his dad about his book. And then he chooses to go to the soccer game so they don't lose. Like he gets involved with his family and so the people around him to actively make the day better. Which, okay, I think one of my favorite parts of the movie is the soccer game part because... It is established earlier that she loses that game 3-0 every day. Yeah. And then he goes to the game to support his sister and he changes the deck. Yes. And I thought that was really sweet. Well, I mean, she still loses, but she just scores a goal. It's three to one. Yeah. But I mean, it's still cool. Like the fact that she scores because she's like sort of showing off because her brother's there. Not showing off, but like, you know, she's excited because her brother's there. So she's playing better or whatever. Yeah, I like that. And the excitement that he had that something happened that he didn't predict. Oh, right. yeah. Uh, we cut to him getting that little kitten baby out of a tree. Poor so little cute. baby kitty. Yeah. It's such a tiny kitty, too. It is, yeah. Uh, he dances with the old people. He claps for the piano man. Uh, he goes to math class and knows all the answers. Uh, he plays two-player with his friends so they can try and beat the game, but they don't. He actually hangs out with his sister. She's playing violin. He's playing sax. And he... I'm sorry. He's not playing sax. He's playing the... Oh, tuba. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, dork. They're all the same. Whatever. They're not the same. One is a reed instrument. One is a brass instrument. Thank you no, very it much. No, it is a tuba. You're right. Yeah. It might even be a baritone, not a tuba, because it's a little bit smaller, but I... I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he goes to the skate rats and tries to make the jump. He does not make it. He goes to the ER. I love that, though. I love that he was like, all right, I'm just going to do it. I've seen this girl do it so many times. It has to be easy. And then he just eats shit immediately. I yeah. loved it. I'm I'm going to steal her thunder by breaking my arm. Yeah, uh, so, so funny. 
He goes to the ER. He draws on his cast. But because he's in the ER, he sees Margaret at the hospital. Yeah. And he follows her. And this is where he finds out that she's bringing her mom flowers. And Jared is her mother's doctor. Yeah. This is the day that her mom maybe dies. We're not sure. We don't get a definitive answer. But she's definitely going to die soon. Yeah. The doctor says that it is her time. Although, you know, that could still be a few days. We don't know. But I mean. It takes a while. But it, it does sort of set up the fact that. She is on her way out. Like, there's nothing that, left right. that they can do for her. She is going to die soon. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and we cut to her waking up the next day and crying. She wakes up crying. He wakes up crying and says goodbye to his mom. Yeah. Like, this is where I started crying. I know, me too. Because he, like, chases her out the front door to finally say, like, because he hasn't seen her. Like, he wakes up every morning to her, like, car door closing and like honking yeah mm-hmm. and like waves to her from the window so he actually goes out and says goodbye to her yeah um but he then goes to his friend and tries to like explain the whole fourth dimension thing because and again we get a lecture on stuff that ends up being completely irrelevant because it's just supernatural at the end but this is where he says it wasn't my story it wasn't about me it's her story yeah that and i somehow ended up in her loop so We cut to the hospital where Margaret's with her mom and her mom is Sarah from CSI, but also played the wife in Memento, another kind of a time loop movie, but not really because he just doesn't have short term memory. But she is also the wife in those flashbacks, which I think is kind of funny. Yeah, it's interesting. Anyway, so she tells her mom about (laughs) my brain just said Kyle. Mark <laughs> and her mom was like it's never too late unless you're dying of cancer <laughs> in which case yeah, it's kind of too late which also like I mean funny joke but mom now is not the time read the room mom <laughs> she's like I can't I'm too busy dying of cancer uh so she kind of goes through her day she sits on the bench the the van passes and the angel wings are on her which is kind of fun yeah but when she sits there she finds the dog which means that maybe the dog was right behind them when they saw it the first time and they just didn't notice. But anyway, they we actually do see the dog earlier, like when they oh, do really? that. Oh, really? I missed yeah. it. Yeah, it, it walked by the screen. Yeah, yeah, at that same exact place. Yeah, you do see Interesting. it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so she finds the dog. She puts it in the car. She drives over to Mark's friend's house and just like brings the dog in and was like, "We're gonna play video games." I know we've never met. You don't know who I am, but like, we're gonna play video games. <laughs> we- and also, I know how to beat this game that you've been struggling to beat every day for the past, you know, forever. And essentially, what it is is she changes the perspective of how she's playing and finds the key. And this is where she's like, "Wait a second. This is. I think this is what Mark was getting at. Mark might have actually been onto something. That if we do everything, then maybe there's a key to all." All of it. So she gets a map of town. She starts marking down all their places, which she must have done this in a single day. Yes. Where she goes to all the different places and looks at it, like holds it up with string and time to make four dimensions and hangs it. So then the shadow is a tesseract. It's like the four cube or whatever. Yeah. And there's one missing and it's 7 p.m. at the pool. So the next day, she's like, okay, I got to figure out what happens at 7 p.m. at the pool. And so she does all the stuff. She finds the dog. She, like, goes through all their stuff and sees that there's an exclamation point in the clouds. Yeah. Kind of fun. But then just shows up 7 p.m. at the pool, and he's there. Now, here's my thing. He goes skinny dipping every night. See, that'd be, that would have been nice to know. No, what it is is he goes back to try and pick up that girl again every night because that has he has to be not it, been right? talking to yes. her 
Margaret, right? So yeah. But, and we see that girl leaving yeah. the pool. Um, but that was something for me where I was like, okay, we know why she's here because she knows that something happens here at seven because she has figured that out from the map. Why did he come to the pool if not to then just hook up with that other girl <laughs> to try and meet that other girl? I mean, I think that's why. I think that's why. Anyway, so she, and to be honest, what it probably could have been because it's summer, is that maybe that 7 p.m. was the first time they met and they didn't count that as a perfect moment. But it wasn't 7 p.m. Uh, because it was earlier in the day. It was like super bright outside. Yeah, then never mind. Fuck it. He was there to hit on that other girl. Anyway. Yes, he was. It's a time loop. It's a time loop. She shows up at the pool, uh, takes her shoes off, and she has tights on for no good reason because it's summer, and she's about to put her feet in the pool. And I'm like, costume designer, what are you doing? That actually bothered me, too. I was like, she's got like yeah. pantyhose on putting her legs in the pool it what are we doing weird take yeah. them off yeah anyway so she tells him like hey you were right about the map there's a key there's a pattern it's one perfect moment and then this is where she kind of lets him know like i didn't want today to end because it meant that mom actually dies yeah because like if today doesn't end she's still with us and we did see her sort of say goodbye to her mom yeah which is super sad super sad yeah super sad but she at this point is like I am ready for the next day, essentially, or I'm ready for the loop to end and for our lives to continue. And so he's like, well, what happens here? Like, what is here at seven? And they kiss. That's the perfect moment yeah. at seven. So he goes with her to say goodbye to her mom because like we saw her do it kind of in what I think is the day before. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. 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 So he goes with her, but they come out holding hands and they're waiting for it to be midnight because they know there's supposed to be a storm at midnight and it's never started in any other day because they reset at midnight. But as they're holding hands outside, the storm starts because it's past midnight. Yeah. At which point I thought to myself, what will everyone else think when suddenly tomorrow they have like a serious relationship because they've technically kind of been dating for like a year and a half, but no one else even knows they met. Yeah. And they're going to start tomorrow just like the next day. But that's how high school is. I always had like two people like, oh, they're together now. And they're like really together. Anyway, they return the dog. And and that's that's the movie. movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what did you guys think about the map of tiny little perfect things? Eh, I, I don't know that I would watch it again. Does that make sense? It's sure. not my favorite time loop movie, but it's not my least favorite time loop movie. That's right. sort of how I feel about it. I do feel like it's a lot like Palm Springs, but like a childish version of it. Well, maybe not childish, but like yeah, more no, innocent. Yeah, no, I would say childish. Right? Yeah. Um, and also it doesn't do the comedy sections as well. But I feel, I feel like it does some like the romance stuff in a much less problematic way. I would agree with you. I think I am much more invested in the love story of this movie than I am in in the one for Palm Springs. But I would say that Palm Springs examines the craziness of what you would do in a time loop in the existential dread. Yeah, not that part. The like there are no limits. So what do you do? Whereas this movie's like you watch people cross the street together. And I'm like, no explosions. Like, that's the part I, I felt like in some ways Palm Springs approaches that from a more human perspective of like, of course, you would die a couple different ways. Of course, you'd steal a plane like you, there's no rules. Of course you would. Yeah. 
Whereas this movie really doesn't explore that much. Right. I sort of like this movie. If someone else wanted to watch it, I would watch it with them. But I probably wouldn't go back and revisit it. But mainly because, like, I've lost my dad. I've had a lot of those moments with my dad, like, saying goodbye and stuff like that. And it was fucking terrible. And I did not enjoy reliving it in this movie. I was, like, sobbing a lot towards the end Mm. of this movie. Um, But um, I do think they handled those situations well. It's just hard for me. Um, So I probably wouldn't revisit it. That's the best part of the movie. Yeah. Is once you get to once you start to understand why she's doing what she's doing. Yeah. And then it's just kind of like yada 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 the loop ends. If I was younger, like more big dumb Mark than I am now, I think I would mean Kyle. Big dumb Kyle. Yeah, yeah. But it just goes to show you that we could still make a better time loop movie. Our violent Christmas time loop movie. Oh my god. And that's just the title, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? A few. Well, hit us with your fun facts. Time Time loop, loop, fun facts. Tiny, perfect, fun facts. A map of tiny, perfect, Perfect. fun Fun facts. facts. (laughs) Uh, This movie was filmed in the town of Fairhope, Alabama. Uh, It's never revealed in the movie. Okay. Uh, The director wanted it to feel like it could take place in any town in the United States, which it does. It just seems generic. Yeah. So we covered that it's a tesseract, a four-dimensional representation of a cube. Um, One of the t-shirts that Mark wears has a humanoid pig wearing a suit, uh, and it's a reference to Time Bandits from 1981, where... A character named Og, played by Mike Edmonds, gets turned into a half man, half pig, half bear, I presume. <laughs> man, bear pig. Yeah, yeah man, it's bear gotta pig. Be. It's gotta be that. At the diner, Margaret makes a reference to collecting Pokemon. The actress who portrayed Margaret, Catherine Newton, was actually in Pokemon Detective Pikachu. So that was just a little like... Really? That's a really good movie. Is it really? I didn't see it because I, I don't understand Pokemon. You'd like it. Mikey's gonna hate this. But I saw that when I went to the UK in a theater, and it was awesome. Really enjoyed it. I At least when Mondo came back from France, he was like, here are all the things that suck about France. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, believe me, there's a lot that sucks about the UK, but you could just ask someone who lives there about them. They're very open about it. True. Uh, So this is actually based on a short story by an author named Lev Grossman, um, and it is of the same name. It was published in 2016. Uh, He also wrote the screenplay for the film as well, so I have to imagine that it's a pretty close adaptation. Um, But in the scene where they leave the hospital, you can see on the glass uh, the numbers 27961 uh, in reverse. So they think that that's the address of the hospital in Alabama, a place in Daphne, Alabama. Uh, There is a medical facility there. They're pretty sure that's where it was filmed. Okay, cool. Um, No one's confirmed that. That's just something online. And I was like, what a weird thing to have a theory about. (laughs) Like, was anyone really wondering? Was anyone like, I bet it's that (laughs) hospital? Like, what? Anyway, Lev Grossman is actually also in the movie as the bird poop man. Oh, no shit. He's the guy they stopped. Right. That's great, honestly. Yeah, I I do like when authors have a cameo and it's a tiny one like that. Yeah. One of my favorites is in Jennifer's Body when Diablo Cody's, uh, I think, the bartender in the Melody Lane before it burns down. Mm -hmm. But those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk some box office. And that is pretty much to say, I don't have any box office for this movie. It was an Amazon original movie. So it went straight to streaming. It did not go to theaters and I could not find the budget for it anywhere, probably because Amazon produced it and they don't really release that information. So we don't really have anything to go off of with that. Mm -hmm. But it's a good movie. People should check it out. So Todd, you picked the movie for next week. Have you watched it before? Wait, what movie did you just pick? (laughs) 
He didn't pick one yet. I haven't picked one yet. I was like, did I miss that whole part of the conversation? No. I have watched it before, but I okay. saw it a long time ago, and I don't okay. really remember it, to be honest with you. Okay. Oh, here okay. we go. <laughs> so this week we watched a map of tiny little things or whatever, perfect little things. Uh, but next week, I'm going to make you guys watch Down With Love. Oh. It came out in 2003 with Renee Zellweger and Obi-Wan Kenobi, or... You and McGregor, mm-hmm. if you want to use his government name, I'm gonna call him. O- I'm gonna call him Obi Wan. Same. Yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi's fine. Uh, and it's like a '60s like rom com, although it came out in the early 2000s. But it's like set in the '60s. It's yeah. It's meant to be kind of like pillow talk. Yes. There's a, there's a couple other '60s uh, ones that are like that. There's a modern thing with Katherine Heigl and the Gerard Butler, kind of like that, where he's like a man who's like doesn't believe in love, and then she like is a producer for his TV show. And it takes place in the 60s? No, no it's, it's modern, modern day. day. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. But I think they're columnists and one believes in loves and one doesn't or something. I don't. It's kind of like 1960s, 10 things I hate about you. Or no, no, no. 1960s, how to lose a guy in 10 days. What? Down with love is? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, if I remember correctly. I saw this in the theaters, but I don't remember it really well. I remember one thing that happens at the very end, but that's it. Uh, it's a, a playboy journalist and a feminist advice author. But yeah, so it's like 1960s, 10 things I hate about you. No, how to lose a guy in 10 days. Oh, yeah. So your homework for next week is to get 1960s drunk and watch, I don't know, that's a playboy journalist talk to a feminist author for an hour and 30 minutes while you're watching Down With Love. Nice. You guys think they're together? I do think they're together for a little while and then this thing called college happens and then they sort of drift apart but that's okay i do feel like you know they have like a good summer romance and then they go their separate ways there's not a summer romance they've been together for like two years they haven't i do think they they stay friends yeah me too i think they're going for it i mean and maybe they do like People have gotten married to people that they dated in high school. Like, I have a good friend who married his high school sweetheart. Like, it happens. uh, And they're still together. They've got two great kids. Like, they're amazing. So, like, uh, it does happen, but it's super rare. So, like, my assumption would be that they went to college and they met other people and whatever. That's fine. But I do like the idea that they stay friends. I do think that if you spend two years in a time loop with somebody, you're going to have, like, time loop bonds. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like trauma bonds or whatever. It's definitely trauma bonds. Yeah. But I do think that like they'll probably be together for a while, but then I think the I think they're lifelong friends. I don't know if they're together romantically. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cool. Do you, on a scale of 1 to 10, how romantic did you find the film? Page. Uh this is like a 3. Tough. For me, this is hard for me because I cried a lot, but I didn't cry I did at any cry. of the romance stuff. I cried at all the like the parent dying drama that like specifically yeah. like makes me sad. But I think a th- three or f- let's just say three. I was gonna go three or four, but I think it's a definitely a three. I'm gonna go four because I liked it more. I got more into it. I think. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I also think you sort of see yourself as a very you know Mark Clark kyle type of dude so it's probably you probably like empathize with what mark kyle is going through yeah brayden had a hard time (laughs) yeah that's his name so mike do you have a review for us to read i do i do i do awesome well whose review are you gonna read this week a nick o'keefe 333 well what does a nick o'keefe 333 have to say title palm springs oh didn't we already do this one no Hey, y'all, just wanted to share that you can totally snort Molly. Thanks for all you do. Five stars. <laughs> okay, we haven't Thank done you. that one. But Thank we, you. We Thank did you. talk about drugs that were snortable in the Palm Springs episode, so that is fair. We absolutely did. And you know what? Thank you for that Molly update. I love that somebody got that. They're like, 
I've got to leave a review so they know. I need them to know that they can snort Molly. Thank you. <laughs> Never know when you're going to need to know that. So. And honestly, I'm so glad we learned. Uh, and uh, Nikoki333, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to leave, if you have a drug update you'd like Mikey to read, <laughs> please leave it in a review and we'll have Mikey read it for you. As long as it's five stars. Oh, boy. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts, Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So, guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram, and we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it's, it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok, except for Twitter where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a PO box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a PO box, it's actually not a PO box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's, 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys, on Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. Keep it ookie spooky. That's the other podcast we do, Paige. <laughs> and you complete us. Time loop pletion. Circle dirkle. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? We're going to do circle, circle, dot, dot. Now I got my cootie shot. <laughs> no, no, circle, no. circle, dot, dot. Your mom is going to die of cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pickup line. I've got the pickup line. What's your pickup circle, line? Circle, circle, dot, dot. I know where to find your spot. Oh. Oh, hello. Yeah. Ladies. <laughs> Mikey is still single. Bye. Yeah. Time loop nerds. <laughs> la, 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 la.